The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. <laughs> we still need to work on that. Yeah, we're not good at that. <laughs> Maybe we should only have one of us clap. Maybe from now on. Next podcast. Next podcast. Yeah, next podcast will do it. <laughs> okay, well, this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And we talk about the star, Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. It is heavy on the shenanigans in the off season. Yes, extremely. And it is July twelfth, <laughs> and this is our fifty fifth podcast. Question mark? Question mark? Uh, I'm gonna warn you now. By the way, yeah, fifty fifth. That um, my tonsils are really swollen right now. Um, so like talking sometimes is not comfortable. Just letting you know. Well, it's a good thing then that we'll be doing a lot of singing in our near future (laughs) whatever could you mean (laughs) Alexander (laughs) Radulov yes how'd you like that that was a good transition though right like I was like professional level right there pretty proud of myself we are waiting in the wings for you. More like our wings are waiting for you. <laughs> Join us right now. Together we can turn the tide. Oh! <laughs> Alexander Radulov. Dallas sings for you. <laughs> Do you know what we overcame? Do you know how we love the game? <laughs> Texas will never be the same. Oh. Plane is on the tarmac now. See if you can spot him. Another immigrant coming from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good for mostly off the cuff there. I'm very impressed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it kind of fizzled out at the end there, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, that was improv. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm very impressed. I hope everybody else should be impressed. She did not, she wrote like four lines of that. Yeah, her, that was it. Just four lines. Just four lines. So that was all off the cuff. Uh, so if you haven't heard by now, I don't really know where you were, because you, even Marin heard, and she was in Canada. Uh, I did. Dallas Stars signed Alexander Radulov, um, to a five-year, $6.25 million contract, um, little after, it was July 3rd, actually. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm actually pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. I'm, I'm, I mean... Again, I was out of town, and then I've had to, like, ride back into the grindstone at work, so I haven't even had time to, like, really look at exactly what we acquired while I was gone, because I stupidly planned a trip right in the middle of free agent frenzy, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, everything I've been reading about Alexander Radulov since I got back, I've been like, oh, yeah, okay, very solid signing there, stars, way to go, good job. Yeah, I mean, I think my like my only like real reservation is that the the contract is about two years too long. Um, he's already I think thirty one right now, thirty one or thirty two. 
And so, like, having a, that such long-term contract is not great, but it was pretty much the only way that we could sign him. And if right. you really think about it, the Stars really only have, like, two years to win a cup anyway, so I'm just like, you know what? Like, balls to the wall. Let's do this. Like, yeah, let's just go. Like, yeah, please, please, please to be stopping wasting Jamie Benn's best years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Win something, you assholes. <laughs> All I have to say. That's pretty much how I feel about it, too, because they were just too talented a team, even before this signing, to really just, like, sit around and do nothing. And that that has been that has been my problem the entire time I've been watching them, is that, like, they have all the pieces, they just have a hard time fitting it together in a way that actually makes sense. And I'm just like, if you could just get out of your own way enough to actually fit all of the pieces that you have together... Like, you would be unstoppable. Like, you would be winning this freaking cup. But nope, nope, you just can't seem to do that. It's so silly. Yeah, and I think I think it, it's kind of the same thing with the Ben Bishop contract. It's like, okay, yeah, it's way too long. But, oh, yeah. But way the, too- the, the money on it actually is, is better than we both thought it would be. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't really matter because if they don't win anything in the first two in the first two years of that contract, or if, or if they don't get far enough, you know, then what the hell does the last, the, the last thing matter anyway? Because they're just gonna have to tear everything down. Right, and I feel like we're actually getting perilously close to Andrew's question uh, okay. when he asked, "In what year should Dallas begin the rebuild?" And he follows that up with 2022, question mark. And I was actually going to look at this. um, Okay, so if my thing is that they have to win either in 2018 or 2019, then their rebuild starts... In 2020. In 2020. And that actually gives Miro Heskinen... Or Heskinen? Heskinen? I don't remember. <laughs> I'd like to call him Heineken because I don't know how to say his name yet either. Yeah, Smiro Heineken. Uh, good old suds. That would give him two years to get nice and developed to become our new top parody man. Yeah. So I, I would say your rebuild would start in 2020 if we don't win anything. And then you should be into contention again by... Like, you should be in the playoffs again probably by 2022 or 2023. That's how it usually works. It usually takes two or three years. But, I mean, and I am being a little bit fatalistic about this whole thing, because if you look at their cap situation, yes, those two particular contracts are going to be super long, and then, of course, Jamie Benn starts his really big contract this year. And I've yep. been basing this whole two-year thing around the idea that Tyler Sagan is going to need to get extended in night you know after the next two years too and so that's kind of what gives me that thing but if you look at that jim neal actually did a really good job with structuring it because we'll lose kari letton next year and no one will be we won't be signing a backup for that much amount of money for nearly six million dollars right right and we lose jason spezza the same year that tyler sega needs to get extended so we're actually doing okay and it's that to lose Jason Spetsolo. And we'd also lose Mark Mathot. So I mean that's you're yeah, it'd be it'd be sad to lose Jason Spetsa, but we could always re-sign him for not seventy five you know, seven point five million dollars. Seventy five million dollars. So seventy five million dollars. Seven point five. 
literally the entirety of the cap left side. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I say two years, but that really, I really think it is actually probably less hardcore than, oh, they have to win in the next two years. But at the same time, Jamie Benn's already 27 and two years. That's, actually, that's where I am. It's like, it's not necessarily even like for me, it's not even necessarily like a cat thing. It's more like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are only getting older. Yeah. <laughs> like, then they're your best players. They're so. absolutely your best players. And we haven't drafted a forward who is their natural heir apparent. Right. Like, yeah. We don't have another Art Ross winner waiting in the wings that I know of. Like, if that happens, then I'm just like, holy crap, that's cool. But, like, as much as I'm high on Jason Dickinson, and I am, he's not probably going to be that guy. No. So, yeah. Two years, guys. Get your shit together. (laughs) But I do think Radulov's going to be an excellent addition to that top line. Like, his passing is just so beautiful. (laughs) It's basically going to be like having Jason Spezza on that top line, but not him playing center. Right. And it's going to be lovely. It's going to be Yeah, sick. that's what I that's what I've heard about him. I'm pretty excited about that. Just like put it in my veins. I want it right now. Well, you've got to wait for the season to start, bud. I know. Sorry, cheese. <laughs> I'm feeling again. Oh my god. So, the Radulov wasn't the only person the stars brought in recently i don't even think we got to talk about mark mathot before you went on vacation no that happened while i was gone so um in another classic jim nil trade um mark mathot came on to the dallas stars from after being drafted in the expansion draft by vegas for a second in 2020 <laughs> which what right <laughs> And, uh, you know, goes back to my two-year theory, right? Like, they are, they're all in on these next two years, and then we yeah. after that. And um, so, second in 2020, and a goalie we picked up in the seventh round this past year. And, I mean, the reports on that goalie are good, but it's still, like, a 18-year-old goalie. Right. <laughs> so, we're like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, you take the guy basically a steal that is a giant steal for a top pairing defenseman who used to play with eric carlson and is no i'm really very surprised we ended up getting mark Mathot for that i know well so i heard and this is just rumor it's not verified or anything like that that the original price and why it took so long for us to get mark Mathot because the stars were in on him like since it came out yeah, he was we're hearing about that yeah and so, like, the, I heard the original price was that Vegas wanted our third, and they would give us their sixth, and Mark Mathot. Oh, yeah. No, that's all right. And instead, we get him for a second two years from now. That's really cute, Vegas. That's <laughs> really cute. I know. But this does create, I mean... The one thing that I really wish we could have done is, like, instead of give them our 18-year-old goalie, is give them, like, an NHL-ready defenseman. Because we're yeah. we're back up to 9D. Yeah. Well, but we haven't actually offer-sheeted Alexiak, right? Uh, we've qualified, and we, he's not signed. Gotcha. 
So he will be signed. Like, that's not... He didn't even file for arbitration. So, like, they're they're probably announce it in the next um, week or so. Lame. I know. I know. <coughs> uh, but then we also signed, and this one I'm a little less high on, uh, Martin Hansel, uh, who had been with the Coyotes most of his career and then got traded to Minnesota at the deadline last year. Um, he's a center. Yeah. He has not played more than, like, 72 games his entire career. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he's 30. Really? And, like, the whole time they were trying to spin it, they were like, let's back up for Jason Spezza. And I'm like, okay, but Jason Spezza, the only time he's missed significant chunks of time was last year. And yet we're signing Martin Hansel who has never played a full NHL season. So, like, that doesn't... Yeah. And then the other one was... And he didn't play a full season for the Arizona Coyotes. And it was because of injury problems. A straight-up nothing-but-injury problems. And it's like, okay, so you're trying to prevent against injuries by signing one of the most injured players in the league. Wow. So, like, this one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not bad. I'm not, like, mad about center depth. But, like, we have a bunch of centers. But why this one? Yeah. And, I mean. And, and why a three-year, $14.25 million contract? He's overpaid. He's going to take. He's going to push Spezza to the wing. Like, there's no doubt about that. Like, Martin Hansel is going to be the second-line center. And that means Jason Spezza is going to be slightly less effective because he's best at playing center. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of it. There's a lot of stats. People who are really high on Martin Hansel. And, like, yeah, he's effective when he's there. Yeah, but it's hard to be high high on him from a staff level when his sample size is so small. Right. And it's not, like, I mean, he's got a sample. There are seasons he played eight games. There are multiple seasons he only played eight games. Nope. I'm looking at the wrong column. There are multiple seasons he only played half a season. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, like... Not eight... That's eight goals, not eight games. Yeah. No, like, I mean... He rarely gets above 65 games. In a year. So it's just kind of like, okay... Well, no, no, Carolyn, no. He's at 72, 74, 81... 61, yes, there was that 61, but then there's 64. I said rarely gets above 65. 65, 64, 71. Yeah, and the first, but his 81 game season was his, he was 22. True, that was back in 09-10. He's 30 now. Yeah, he played 71 games this last season. Yes. For two teams. Yes, he did. He, he played. He only missed eleven games this past year, but I, you know, I don't know. I just don't have a whole lot of faith. No, I, I don't know have a lot of not, faith. I'm not. I. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm. I'm reserving judgment because I don't have the same depth of knowledge that you do on this one, and I only have hearsay from a bunch of people who are talking about it. So. Well, the thing, the other thing that really, other thing that gets me about it is that he's more of a defensive center, and, like, I don't really want that on my second line. No! Why would you put that on your second line? And, 
I don't know. So it's just like, okay, fine. Whatever. We'll see how it goes. Ugh. But whatever. I mean, it, again, I... Said, remember when the Czech, when Czechoslovakia was Czechoslovakia and not the Czech Republic and Slovakia? I do remember that. It was a long that time ago. That's when he was born. <laughs> he is younger than me, so, you know, that's a mark in his favor. I think, I think for me, though, the other thing is, like, um, it's just, it's just one of those signings where it's, like, Ken Hitchcock says, oh, I want to make sure that we're doing a fast forward pacing, you know, super forward thinking team, a fast transition team, I want to use our speed, that's our biggest asset, and then they go out and sign a defensive center for too much money. Now, the term on it is fine. Like, it's only a three-year contract, which is great. But, like, I'm like, mm, mm, I don't know. I don't see how this fits. Yeah. So we do actually have a reader question about it. Um, Lee Corsi asks, out of Sagan, Spezza, Hansel, Foxa, Shore, and Janmark, which four will end up at center? Well, I mean, if we're assuming that Radulov is going to be on the top line, I would I would guess Sagan would be the first line center. That's what I would think. Um, I, we've already we've already guessed that Spezza is probably going to be second line on the wing. So then I would say Hansel is going to be our second line center. And I would guess that Janmark is next to him. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say Foxa and Shore end up being your Korean floor. Though I'm not sure if Shore is actually going to play center next year. Because by the end of the year, they'd kind of moved him up to wing. And I think that might have worked out a little bit better for him. Well, then who do you put as the fourth line center? Well, we've got options. Jason Dickinson's a natural center. Um, Jamel Smith is a natural center. Right, but are there, are there roster spots for them next year? Um, Maybe. That's that's kind of the question, right? Yeah. Um, so not only did they sign Martin Hansel up front, they also signed um, a guy named Tyler Pitlick, who... I would like to go ahead and point out that that is Carolyn's cat, not my cat. It Being is not even cat. my cat. It is my aunt's cat. <laughs> then it is neither one of our cats being salty in the background. It was funny. I gave my mom this whole thing. I was like, okay, we're podcasting from 4.30 to 5.30. So let's get, you can get your water and everything now so we don't have to go and make noise. And now the cat's like, I need food. <laughs> well, how about Of course you would. He's a cat. Um, so, okay. So if we're, so they signed this other guy named Tyler Pitlick and he's an Oilers player. He's fairly young. Um, and they yeah, signed him for a formal Oilers name. Yeah, and they signed him for a good, like, I mean, it's a good contract. Um, it's a three, but it's three years. It's a three-year contract for a million dollars. And so, like, no one's complaining about the, the, the money, but it's that it's three years. It's a one-way contract. The man's going to play in the NHL. So then mm-hmm. you've got a top line of Jamie Benn, uh, Tyler Sagan, and Alexander Radulov. You've got... Alexander Radulov. <laughs> Um, you've got a second line of probably Matthias Janmark. He's been skating. 
um, Matthew Sjönmark, uh, Martin Hansel, and Jason Spezza. And then you've got a third line of Roussel, Foxa, and Richie. And then you've got a fourth line that definitely includes Adam Cracknell. And then you've got Tyler Pitlick. Yeah, got... Adam Cracknell's coming back this year. That's so good. I know. But then I'm you've got again. You've got Tyler Pitlick, Devin Shore, Matt, uh, Adam Cracknell, Curtis McKenzie, and everybody else in the AHL competing for three spots and the bottom and you're not and Tyler Pitlick's not even competing he's going to get one and Adam Cracknell's going to get one too so then you've got one spot for literally everybody else and it's just like I don't know I say that we uh, have a Hunger Games match uh, shootout shootout to see who gets to play ugh I feel like that would really, like, severely disadvantage some of our favorites, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to have all of them participate. Like, I'm not going to make Jamie Ben participate in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> he's so bad at them. I don't understand it, but yeah, he's really, really wretched. <laughs> I don't... The thing I don't understand is why they keep using him in the shootout when he is that bad. I know. Like... You should just stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> so, and one of my favorites is actually somebody that Jen asked about. And she goes, uh, will we see much of Jamel Smith in Dallas this year? I mean, I hope so, but he is on a two-way contract. So, um, it just kind of depends on what the roster needs are and what we end up with uh, being the final roster in our forward lines. I know. And it, well, so the thing is, like, and there's so many people who are like, well, no, the young people shouldn't be gifted a spot. I'm like, I didn't say that. Like, they can still compete for spots. But, like, if there's only one spot, then you're really honestly stunting somebody's growth. Yeah. And, and I feel like Jamel Smith is one of those people. Like, he had, he took a major step forward last year as far as, like, his mental and physical, you know, um, I, oh my god, I just completely blanked on the word. <laughs> anyway, well, he was just mentally and physically far more prepared for the season. He worked, you know, I, I felt like he was really good in the AHL as far as, like, from where his game was. And then he came into the NHL and he played really hard. And he, you know, with his speed was so dangerous when he was on the ice that, like, he was creating shorthanded chances all by himself. And, he, like... The Stars' penalty kill was god-awful last year, so, like, that was something that he needed. Like, he mm-hmm. put almost as many goals as Cody Eakin and only played 17 games. Right. And it wasn't playing next to Jamie Benn. Like, huge well, caveat. And, and I'm like, as previously discussed, Cody Eakin had the worst year and needed to go. Yes. And I am not sad at all that he has gone, peace out, see and never. Yes. Anyway, well, you like you have to come here and play my team. I just, that you are no longer on. Ha 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 ha. Cody Eakin for Science Center. I really actually kind of wonder. else. <laughs> I actually kind of wonder where he, he what what they're gonna do in Vegas with their lines because I have no idea. Like I don't, they just don't have enough people that I'm confident can actually play hockey. <laughs> you know. I mean, 
not, they can't be done with their roster yet, so. Well, they've got too many defensemen, too, so I doubt it. Uh, one person that is surprisingly unsigned after all of this free agent frenzy is Yaromir Yager. I really hope that, that this past season was not his last season in the NHL. That would make me really sad. Yeah, and it wasn't even a bad year. Like, I mean, he was fine. Like, he wasn't, like, an Art Ross contender, but he put up 60 points or something. It was 50 or 60, and that's, like, nothing to sneeze at. No? Would you like me to look up the actual total? I don't think it really matters. I was I was just honestly very shocked. I mean, like, so the Panthers didn't sign him because they were like, oh, we want to get younger, we want to get faster. And I'm like, okay, like, I respect that, but also, like, you're getting rid of one of the best players in the NHL. He put up 46 points in 82 games. Okay, 46. That's still more than half a point a game. Yeah, and, and that was when, like, half the people he used to play with were injured all the time. Yeah. Because the year before, what had made him so, uh, he was playing with Barkov the year before, and that's what made him so dangerous, because Barkov Yeah, could... he had 66 points in 79 games that year. Exactly. Yeah. He's still got it. He's still got it. I'm just shocked he hasn't signed somewhere. Like, I don't know yeah. what if maybe his ask is just crazy, but, like, I don't think so. I would, you know? I don't know. I, I'm just like, this is, I can't believe he's not signed. And I actually, for a while there, when it was really tense between negotiations between the Canadians and the Dallas Stars for Radulov, I was like, all right, screw it. Let's just sign Yager for a year. Let's just sign Yager for a year and see what he can do next to Sagan and Ben. But, I mean, I'm not upset with the Radulov signing, but I had almost convinced myself that that would have been the better plan of action. I'm a little sad it's not coming to fruition. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. It's just because I like Yager so much. What's not to like about Yager? I don't know. People who don't like Yager, probably not friends of mine. Amen, sister. You should draw your hard line somewhere. <laughs> <clears throat> that seems like a very good hard line to draw. Um. Plus. Yager Watch provided this very excellent gif on our timeline that we will post for you with the... Uh, the one of Tyler Sagan gently caressing Yager's curls. Yes, that one. <laughs> um, my other favorite Yager gif is the one where he walks in on um, an interview that... Um, I, can't, I think it must have been... Um, oh, I can't remember her name right now. Anyway, um... That doing an interview with Jamie and Jordy, and he walks in and he goes, You guys are brothers? And then he turns around and is like, Oh, whatever. And like, well, <laughs> it was so funny. I was just like, Why are you so put out by the fact that they're brothers? I don't understand. I'm like, what? All right, that's fine. It was funny. So, for once in our lives, uh, the Dallas Stars are. So the midst of some hockey analytics controversy 
for once in our lives. Well, yeah, I feel like most of the time it's not controversy. Most of the time it's like, yes, they're bad at this one thing or they're good at this other thing. <laughs> well, no, we do still sometimes have problems with people not being able to correctly identify where our problems lie. Well, and I think much like this particular controversy that has a lot to do with people not knowing anything about Dallas. Precisely. Or their Precisely. system. So, I believe you are talking about the Honka controversy? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, why don't you remind people where this controversy started? So, I first heard about it when Andrew hit us up for a mailbag question. Andrew L.A. says, Please have Dello Hockey, that's Tyler Dello, on to answer for calling Honka a likely bust. At which point I was like, I need to cut a bitch. Yeah. Um, but I would like to point out that this is all Josh Lyle's fault for buying a Honka jersey. It <laughs> never would have come up if Josh Lyle had purchased a jersey. That's true. Uh, so, you know, Josh, what you did. And I feel like you should go sit in the corner. Yep. Um, in reality, it's a little less stringent than bust. But, um, and I'm... I'm not going to lie, I don't have a subscription to uh, The Athletic, um, but Tyler Dello writes for The Athletic now, and he did a mailbag, and I guess in his mailbag he was talking about um, young defensemen and defensemen prospects and why you shouldn't be expecting anything from them after a certain point, and he mentioned Julius Honka as one of those, and so his follow-up tweet, tweet today was, I see some muttering from the Julius Honka people in my mentions. If Julius Honka is so good, why can't he get out of the AHL? I have, like, one or two reasons that I can think of right off the top of my head. And what none of them have to do with him being a bad player. Why don't you enlighten us, Marin? Well, I mean, my first one would be the fact that we were carrying eight defensemen the entire season. <laughs> Where are we going to put him, Tyler Dello? Where the fuck were we going to put him in the roster? Why don't you off a couple defensemen for us, and then we'll promote him. Yeah. There you go. We'll just kill them, and then we'll have roster spots available. It had nothing to do with him being terrible, and everything to do with, like, us not being able to unload our shitty defensemen that were signed by the people before us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and you said you had a second reason. Um... Actually, that was two reasons altogether. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I think it was more like eight, actually. Eight reasons. It was eight whole reasons right there. And the, first, the biggest the biggest one we all know is Jamie Alexiak cannot seem to get unloaded from this damn team. So how are we going to bring up anybody from the AHL when Jamie Alexiak is still wasting space? Six, point, six foot seven worth of space. Right. On our roster. Uh, the other oh, thing is that eyes. also, also, this kid is 22. How about we not call people a bust at 22? He's not even 22 yet. That's where I was going. So Julius Honka, unlike most defensive prospects, went straight into the NHL from being, or AHL from being drafted. Most prospects who are either in the NCAA go to college or in the CHL, which means that they have to stay in the juniors unless they're on the NHL. And so most 18-year-olds don't play in the AHL. 
Right. Julius Honka started playing in the AHL at 18. Most CHL products start playing in the AHL at 20. So if you're talking three HE, three years in the AHL when you're 20, you're ending up at 23 by the time you have completed a three-year tour. And then you're probably aged out of prospect land. Right. If you're starting in the AHL at 18, that puts you at 21, which is still well within the range of where you expect somebody to be learning. He was just learning in the AHL as opposed to the CHL. And I'm fairly confident Tyler Dello just literally didn't know that. Because otherwise, there's no point in being, like, so concerning about it. Not to mention, Yulius Hanka played 16 NHL games last year when all those injuries happened. And was the best defenseman on the team. Right. Like, that was, that's, like... No, so there are so many reasons that this is, a like, absolutely a pile of bullshit. And, like, the funny thing is that people were trying to tell him today why it's a pile of bullshit, and he was doubling down on his stupid opinion. And I was just like, buddy, why don't you listen to people that know a thing or two about a thing or two? I'm like, why don't you stop? Like, just my suggestion to you. <laughs> like, it's okay to not know everything about the stars. Like, right. that's fine. You just we can't. have no problem with that. You can ask, though, and we'll tell you. Like, if you somebody asked me, like, what they thought about, what I thought about this Sharks prospect, I would be like, I don't fucking know. Like, I have no idea. I've never seen any Sharks prospects, like, ever. Like, yeah. I have some opinions on, like, the various ones I've seen, but not, yeah. like... Like, that's why I was such a big fan of Pontus Oberg, is, like, I got to see him a couple times in the AHL, and, like, I loved his skating, I loved his vision, and then I loved see like... When he actually got to play in a top-line spot in the NHL, he did well. So it's like, I have a little bit more knowledge about somebody else like that that I've seen, but, like, just giving, like, a blanket statement, especially using AHL stats, which we know are incomplete as at best, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and to be fair, he was also using goals, relative goals for percentage. So, like, goals for when Honka is on the ice versus Honka being off the ice as to, like, explain why this might be a bust. Oh, my God. Seriously? That was the only stat he was looking at? Yes. You cannot look at stuff like that in a vacuum. And also, I don't know if... Think about who our fucking goalies were. <laughs> Oh my god! What is wrong with him? Oh lord have mercy. Like, I mean, I think there's... I don't think people quite understand just how bad the Texas Stars were last year. They were wretched. They were absolutely wretched. They were worse than the Dallas Stars were, and that's saying something. And part of the reason they were so bad is because the Dallas Stars called up all the good players pretty much all year. Yep. So, I don't know. It's just like, y'all just sit down and talk about Toronto, because I know that's what you actually want to do. So, not speaking of Toronto, speaking of the Dallas Stars some more, um, I have to confess that I am also flipping back and forth between um, our our, uh, outline and Twitter. And this just came across my dash, and you need to know about it. So, um, Robert Tiffin, 
tweeted out that the episode titles for Murder, She Wrote, could equally be applied to the star's PK from last season. <laughs> Listen to some of these fucking titles. Death by Demographics. What You Don't Know Can Kill You. <laughs> Race, Race to Death. The Southern Double Cross. <laughs> Evidence of Malice. Murder Among Friends. <laughs> and Murder in Tempo. Oh my god. So, I just want to point out that this is fucking accurate. Oh my say. god. <sighs> oh no. Yep. yep, so you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. So there was one other bit of, of shenanigans. No, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm only going to talk about it if I can talk about what you did to me. <laughs> you can talk about this. So, and, and that's part of the reason I put this on here. Uh, so when, there was actually a large, a, a very, very large happening in the NHL, unprecedented so Connor McDavid signed his extension. It won't kick in next year, but the year after. It's uh an hundred million dollar eight year contract. I heard that with his bonuses, it actually adds up to nine point seven a year. Yeah, or nine yeah, it's uh it's actually ninety seven point ninety seven total. Million. Yeah. That's right. what it is. Which you know what year foremost, he was born, right? Hmm? You know what year he was born, right? Oh, yes. And I would also like to point out that this is Sidney Crosby's fault. It is Sidney Crosby. It absolutely is Sidney Crosby's fault. So... At least he wasn't born on 9-7-97, is all I'm oh saying. Oh, my God. That would be even Could worse. Be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> so he has basically... Wait, did I just say something almost complimentary about Connor McDavid? Because I think I did. <laughs> You, you did say that Connor McDavid could be worse. So I did. I think that's a compliment in your that, That's a compliment. <laughs> You're welcome, Connor McDavid. Don't expect it to laugh. So Connor McDavid is that kid in class who blows the curve. So now Sagan, you know, Sagan's up for his extension. He can be signed to an extension July 1st of next year. Sagan has produced over 70 points in his last three years. Jamie Ben. 92. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jamie Ben got 9.5. Like, I mean, I feel like Sagan is as valuable, but like maybe Jamie Ben gets like the captain. The captain bonus. So 9.2 yeah. could totally work. And okay, Jamie Ben has actually won the art Ross, where Tyler Sagan has only gotten very close. Yeah. I think I think we should do it. I think that's I think that's the one. Yeah, I think so too. But no, but like seriously, would you pay nine nine point two million dollars for Tyler Sagan for eight years? Knowing what he has done for us, what his ceiling is, what he could do, and what we're already paying Jamie Ben, I could see it. And what like what Taves and Kane are getting in Chicago, and Carey Price in Montreal. Yeah, like you want to you want to pay your franchise players, and those two are our franchise players. I mean, would, let's just can we just go back to Carey Price though for a second? Sure, let's do it. 
Carrie Price is going to be 31 when that contract kicks in. When it kicks in? <laughs> God, that's hilarious. Good luck with that, Montreal. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Between Carrie Price and Shea Weber, they've got $18 million locked up in two players on defense. Jeez. Oh my god, Cat! She like jumped over my laptop in a way that I thought the whole thing was gonna go crashing down to the ground. Yeah, um, I mean, Carey Price is worth a lot of money, but I don't know that he's worth that much money starting at the age of 31. Mm-hmm. That seems like it's gonna go badly for them. But you know what? I couldn't think of a better team for it to go badly for. <laughs> I could think of a better team, but they're, like, definitely, like, my bo- part of my bottom five or six. So, like, sure, let's have it go badly for them. That's fine. And they also stole Jordy Ben from us, so. That's precisely where, well, not where it started, but, like, I just, I've never wanted good things for them for a I haven't wanted to get things for them for a while now. But, like, definitely not since they, like, shat all over um, P.K. Subban. And now that they have physically stolen my heart from me, like, nope, they can just die in a fire, all of them. <laughs> but, like, it, let's discuss that Anaheim will always be, like, the lowest of the low. <laughs> but we are going to go back to talking about Connor McDavid. Yes, in fact, Julia has a question for you. Um, uh, do you want to read Julia's question for me? I would love to read Julia's question for you. How much did Marin hate Connor McDavid winning a bunch of awards? Side note, she forgets which awards because she is so bored by everything that boy does that she forgets it immediately. Uh, the only one I remember him winning is the heart trophy, and I, like, literally turned the TV off when that happened because I was so mad. I was really hoping that it was going to be one of those things where I turned the TV off and then it was, like, La La Land, and it was actually, like, he opens up the ballot and it's actually, like, Sidney Crosby or somebody else entirely. Oh, no. <laughs> When you said La La Land at first, I thought it was like you were talking about like a musical dream montage. No, you have the Oscars. No, I got the reference eventually. I'm just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I was really hoping it was going to be that after I turned it off in a fit of rage, but nope, it wasn't. Um, so when I went to, uh, I just recently got back from a trip to the northeast of this country and the southeast of Canada. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and um, I went, got to go through Halifax, which means that I got to actually meet in person um, in effective math. And we sat down for lunch, and one of the questions he asked me is that he's like, oh, yeah, I was just talking to Carolyn, and she says that I should ask you how, uh, how whether or not, like, something about Connor McDavid and winning the fucking cup. And I was just like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her dead. Because in Canada, in Canada, I had to talk about how much I hated Connor McDavid, right? In Canada, where people could hear me. <laughs> and it was kind of awful. So I really hated Connor McDavid winning a bunch of awards because fuck Connor McDavid. And <laughs> it's one of those things where I have to keep explaining why I don't like him. And I've already explained it to this podcast several times, so I'm not going to do it. If you don't know, go back and listen. But. Man, I really hated him winning. <laughs> because fuck that kid so much. Uh. 
Okay, well, we can move on to reader questions. We have quite a few reader questions. Let's do it. I'll read the first one. Yeah, the first one's interesting. Yes, and I don't know who Connor Brown is, so here you go. <laughs> Mazora asks, what would a fair contract for Connor Brown be? Um, so here's the thing. I don't really know who Connor Brown is either. So I looked him up. He looks like a pretty decent second line-ish player. Okay. He's only 24. Okay. Um, he put up 36 points last year, 20 goals, but he had kind of a high shooting percentage. So I'm going to go with, because I don't really know who he is, because the Leafs are kind of in cap trouble, and because he's a second line-ish player, I'll go 2.25 for two years. And that gets him to 25 years old and another contract. And that's probably where he'll get his, like, for realsies money. Okay. But, yeah, you have to, I mean, it's a little odd to me when, like, kind of unknown players get big contracts. Like, and I'm not saying that I don't, I know every single player in the league and what they're worth off the top of my head. But, like, you kind of have to be, if you're a good player... I most of the time know about you. Like, if you're a really, qual- like, high-quality, like, top-line type player, I probably know who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Connor Brown is. And that's... 2.25. That's what I think. Okay. Seems like a solid enough number. So, the next part of this question is, as I continue my attempted Leafs takeover, differences between the SHL and AHL for development purposes. Um... Well, the SHL is not as competitive as the league. Like, it's a good league. Don't get me wrong. So, like, you've got, like... I mean, if we're talking tiers of professional leagues, right? So you've got... The NHL, obviously, is at the very, very top. But then you've kind of got... The AHL and KHL are probably pretty close. Um, But obviously, KHL is really only good development for Russian players. It's not great development. Like, you wouldn't send a prospect from the North America to the KHL. And um, then you've got the SHL below that. And the SHL is a little different in that it's actually like a full-on pro league, right? You've got guys of every age playing. So if you've got Swedish players or Finnish players who are younger, like if you've got their 18 or 19, they can play in the SHL, whereas they probably wouldn't necessarily do as well in the AHL because they'd be out of their depth, you know, as far as new country. Um, the AHL's kind of a shit show as well. Like, there's a lot of fighting in the AHL, and it's a little bit more rough and tumble than the actual NHL is too, and I feel like the SHL is a little less like that. Um, but it's a decent development league. The big advantage of the AHL versus the SHL is that it's all of the teams are obviously a lot closer to all the coaching staffs and stuff you know, the NHL level resources. So as a rule, AHL is going to be the better development league. But NSHL certainly has its own perks, and there are teams that have started investing a lot of money into it. Um, and obviously the big one for, for Stars fans that probably are familiar with is uh, Frulunda, because uh, that's where Klingberg came from. And he did almost all of his development in the SHL. And uh-huh. um, Janmark, too. Uh, also played up through Frulunda, and they have a lot of like youth stuff and developmental stuff, but not every team in the SHL does. 
So, and that's kind of the difference between the SHL and the AHL is that the AHL is specifically for development purposes, whereas the SHL kind of tacks that on. And the best teams do do that. Okay. Uh, So I'll ask the next question. Cool. Larry Joe asks, Foxa, 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 can we keep him forever in victory green? And I literally face-palmed, and I know the meaning of the word literally, when I saw 9D going into camp. Your thoughts? So as far as Foxa goes, I mean, I would love to keep him forever, and I really hope that he's one of those core players that Mill places a lot of value on, because I adore him. I think it's just going to depend on, you know, our roster needs as we move forward. Um, Especially after we find out what Tyler Sagan's going to be making. Um... You know, if he can get more money somewhere else, I would like him to get what he earns because he's a great player, and I would love to keep him in Victory Green forever. But I don't, I don't know if we can or not. It's just gonna kind of depend on how he plays and how he develops and what he commands in his next contract. Um, well, and we kind of what? I was, well, I think my thing about Fox is he's never really a very particularly high point earner, and that's no. generally gonna keep his salary depressed as a rule. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, like. That, but that's kind of what I was saying, like, that's the general rule, but, like, who knows, because he's still relatively young, so we'll see how it goes over time. But yeah. and he could, like, like, okay, so they just signed him, I think it was three years, right? Uh-huh. And Hansel's only signed for three years, so just, he might be, like, the guy we tap for our 2C, right? So, right. who knows, yeah. Like, there's a lot of... Well, there's a lot of shit that's up in the air, but I would love to keep him in victory reign forever. Mm-hmm. I really like him. He's my birthday month. And your birthday month, too. Oh, yeah, on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as 90 going to camp, we've kind of already talked about that. Uh, we're both very anti-90. Um... <laughs> So we'll we'll see. I mean, how do you carry nine defensemen on the roster? I don't even know. Uh, just give I them really, away. I really hope you just you know like set them free, Jim. No, it's like a butterfly. Set them free. It was meant to be. They'll come back to you. And we all know none of them are meant to be. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, that's the next one. Beginner's Puck asks, do you think the organization or team changes will tempt Nachushkin back from the KHL? And if so, do you see a place for him? Uh, I don't think Nachushkin's coming back this year. I no. do think he's a very strong possibility to come back for next season, the season after this one. Um, he's in the middle of a two-year contract, so it's really hard to buy out KHL contracts uh, anyway. Like, even if he was desperately wanted to come back to the U.S., it would be very hard to get him back. Um, so, I do think he's probably going to... I think he's going to be in the KHL this year. I think next year, if he does decide he wants to come back and play in the U.S., they'll definitely make a spot for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Okay, so Andrew L.A. asks, because he's already asked a couple questions, so I'm only going to read the other one. Uh, yeah. What role do you see for college free agent signing Gavin Bayreuther? Does he not count since he wasn't drafted by Dallas? I don't know what he would not count as. Maybe for the 9D thing? Oh, maybe. 
Um, I mean, I don't think he's going to be in Dallas this year, obviously. No. He's got 9D. But, um, so I saw this question earlier, and I hadn't really paid to, I mean, I remember when we signed him, but I hadn't really paid too much attention to what kind of a player he is. And scouting reports list him as an offensive defenseman, which, you know, along the lines of Honka and Klingberg, which is exciting because I like offensive defensemen who are good at passing. So, I mean, that would be, that I would, I would assume that would be his role, but uh, I think we're still going to, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't know where he's going to end up this year as far as like. Well, I think if they, the idea, I think for me, if. Assuming that Honka comes to Dallas, which is a very fair assumption, um, that... you mean draft bust Julius Honka? I do mean draft bust Julius Honka. Uh, I think the never going to play in this NHL, Julius Honka. Right. Um, I think the idea is that if if Honka goes the to the NHL, that actually opens up like a really good role for Beirut or yeah. Texas. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. For him, it's going to be like that 1D role is going to be up for grabs. So And he seems like he could grab it. <laughs> That's Sorry. what she said? That is what she said! <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like the kid. I was reading a couple interviews with him today. He seems very fun. I mean, he got five points in fifteen games played when he after he signed with us last season. So that's promising. Yeah, not bad at all. I'll take it. Uh, he finished at a negative two, though. If you would like to know his plus minus rating, <laughs> when have I ever wanted to know anyone's plus minus rating? Oh my god, I'm sorry. That's fine. When I go to Canada, you can tell somebody to ask me about plus minus. About how important you think plus minus. <laughs> I know you're just going to like write that one down and like 20 years from now, like spring it on me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, dude, this is going to be a sleeper. You're not going to see this coming. My revenge will be sweet indeed. <laughs> I'll be at my wedding and you'll be given a speech and you'll just be like, and now I would like to turn the microphone over to Carol. I will be standing up for my speech and I will be like, excuse me, Micah has some questions for you. About, uh, plus minus. Micah, take it away. And hopefully he will dance as he does, talks about it too. It's really too bad he probably doesn't listen to our little podcast. No. I, I, I mean, I'm just shocked other people do, so. <laughs> Continually. Oh, my gosh. Um, so my friend Susie, and I don't know if he still listens, so I don't know if this is going to embarrass the shit out of him, but my friend Susie in California is dating this new guy who is apparently the male version of me, and he, um, like, he plays Mass Effect. He, like, she posted this picture of him, or she sent me this picture of him via text, and he's wearing a Doctor Who shirt, right? Like, I'm just like, man, this is, yeah, okay. Um, but apparently his roommate is, like, has a crush on the idea of me. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Like, she tells him all these stories about me, and he's like, really? Tell me more about Marin. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently she told him about the podcast, and he has checked it out. And so I'm kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> this feels a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. 
You're very so. crushable, Marin. You're very crushable. Aw, thanks, friend. Uh, I think you're asking next. Oh, okay. So Rose Ford would like to know which defensemen are likely are most likely not on the opening night roster, and which defensemen do you wish wouldn't be on the opening night roster? I have some good answers for that. <laughs> Um, well, seriously, I think the top six is going to be, um, Mathot and Klingberg, uh, Hamhuis and Honka, and Lindell and Johns. Um, apparently Lindell and Johns played together a lot when they were both in Cedar Park, so everybody is expecting that to be a pairing. Now, I think there's some people who expect that to be the second pair, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's shelter the crap out of that pair. (laughs) But that leaves uh, Greg Patteron, Patrick Nemeth, and Jamie Alexiak not on the opening night roster. Fine, because that's kind of where I was anyway. Yeah, and I honestly would kind of, I would love to see Patrick Nemeth get a real shot next year, but it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen, and I'm giving it up. Yeah. Yeah. I am honestly so... I was excited about Nemeth when he first got here, and then he, like, cut his freaking arm and spent that entire season not playing. And then I just really haven't been excited about him since then. And that's not his fault for getting his arm cut, but it's like, you know, he hasn't really... I just, like, I don't really feel like he ever fully bounced back from that. With the stars. And we all know how I feel about Jamie Alexiak, and I cannot wait till he goes somewhere not here. Yes. All right. Yes. Though I don't, I feel like that's not going to happen. I'm just like, I'm prepared for us to trade everybody but him. Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. Okay, I'm going to ask you the next questions. Okay. Julia asks... How much did Marin love New England? Marin is trying to figure out ways to move to New England. <laughs> so Marin, all okay. I'm going to stop talking about myself in the third person. I am not already living in New England because all of my family has decided that they want to live in this like ninth circle of hell that is Texas in the summertime. <laughs> um, but. I loved New England so fuck. I landed in, in I landed in New York. We we got into a car. We immediately drove out of New York through the entirety of Connecticut. And then while we we're driving through the Connecticut, I was like, "Hey, do you want to do me a favor?" And she's like, "What?" I was like, "I've never been to Rhode Island. Can we just drive through the corner of Rhode Island?" Well, it turns out you can't just drive through the corner of Rhode Island because there, Rhode Island is nothing but a fucking corner. You <laughs> try to drive through a corner of Rhode Island and suddenly you're in Providence, which is what happened to us. So we drove through a corner of Rhode Island where we stopped, like, and then after that it just became like a Rhode Island road trip. I don't feel like we ever fully left Rhode Island, but <laughs> we stopped at this place called Shady Acres for dinner and it, like, it looked like something straight out of Twin Peaks. Like, it was amazing. I loved it. And um, we ended up, like, going through Boston, like, very quickly. And then through um, New Hampshire, like, that little bit that juts out to the Atlantic. And, like, this is six states that I drove through in one afternoon. Right? <laughs> one afternoon. Do you know how far I get from Austin in one afternoon? I'm still in fucking Texas, okay? In no matter what direction I drive in I am still in Texas 
And while that's kind of fun because, ha, 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 Texas is so much bigger, and at least I know where I am, I'm like, man, it would be so cool to be like, I'm just going to pop over to another state for dinner. <laughs> I don't know. But that's not the only thing I loved about New England. I also love that there's a shit ton of lobster, a shit ton of crab, some truly delicious, delicious fish, and how I even like fish. I don't like it at all, but I ordered it twice. <laughs> that's how delicious this fish was. I had a halibut in on Prince Edward Island that I swear to God was probably the best dinner I've ever had in my life. In my life. And it was so good. And um, it was halibut. I don't even know what kind of fish that is or what it looks like. And I don't want to know because it probably looks gross. <laughs> and then, like, the temperature... I was sleeping in a tent for five nights out of this trip. And then, obviously, five nights I was in a bed inside. And, like, nowhere that we stayed had air conditioning. And you know what? You didn't need it. (laughs) I did not believe that was true until this trip. And then I realized, no, that actually is very true. You you just don't need it up there. Um, And... The last night that we spent out in a tent, it got down to, like, I want to say it was high 40s, low 50s, somewhere in there. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had to pee, and I was freezing. I was, like, shivering. I was so cold. And I just laid there on my back, and I was, like, giggling. So I was like, oh, my God, remember this. It is fucking July, and you are shivering. (laughs) I was like, this is the best day of my life. So, yeah, I really love New England a lot. Uh, slightly less fun, but just still right up your alley. With all of the trades and signings, which one has given you both the most schadenfreude? Oh, God, I don't... See, I'm, I'm so out of touch with what happened with Free Agent Frenzy that I don't even know which one has given me the most schadenfreude. Oh, I know. And I know okay. it's the same answer for both of us. Oh, well, then what is it? Jordan Emerly for Ryan Strom. Oh my god, I forgot! Oh, holy shit, that's right! <laughs> Jordan Everly slept last year 55 points, which is still better than Ryan Strum's best year. <laughs> oh my god, Peter Chiarelli, keep being you! Keep being you! Honest to God, Peter Schiarelli gives me hope that, like, I'm not the worst fuck-up in the entire world. (laughs) If I ever need to feel better about myself, I just look at the roster moves that Peter Schiarelli has made since I became a hockey fan. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not doing too badly. (laughs) And yet somehow he still has more money than me, and I don't understand it. Well, he's a dude. That's true. God, Ryan Strom for Jordan Eberle for no one-for-one trade. He really loves those one-for-one trades these days. He does. I don't know if he knows that you're allowed to add other parts. Well, he has to because he did it with Tyler Sagan. Well, yeah, okay. So maybe here's the other alternate theory. He did it with Tyler Sagan and then none of them worked out. And so he was like, well, never more. Never again. Never again. Maybe. All right, so let's move this along because we're already... We're already long. Um, Lauren PK asks, thoughts on the CWHL Markham Thunder, formerly Brampton, logo possibly looking suspiciously stars-like? 
So I didn't notice this until she had pointed it out, just how much this looks like the stars. Now they're yeah. voting on colors, so it may not end up being as stars-like as it could, seems like it could be, because they have like a silver version, they have a green version, and a teal version. And I actually quite like the teal version. Obviously. The teal version is, is great, yeah. but the green version is very victory green. Like, I and actually am pretty confident, like, if you... black. Yeah. I, I'm pretty confident, actually, like, if you went and, like, looked at, the, like, the... What is that? Hex code for it? It's probably the same as victory green, which makes me a little, like, um... You know why it's called Victory Green, right? Like, it's trademarked. Yeah. That's why. You um, use this. Yeah. I mean, but the logo itself, like, it does have that beveling that the D does in the Dallas mm-hmm. Stars, but the beveling's not, like, unusual in sports logoing. Yeah. So, uh, other than the green potentially being very, very similar to Victory Green, I, I see where it's coming from. But I love the teal version. Like, I'm all in on the teal version. It's actually really nice looking. Yeah, and I hate the silver. So, like, I'd be I'd be happy, actually, with either the green or the teal, but the teal is my You know what the silver one looks like? It looks like the teal one, but, like, in grayscale. Like, they just, for, <laughs> like, like, your computer broke, and now it's not working, and all you can see is grayscale. Yes. That's, the, that's what the silver one looks like. So... It does look suspiciously stars-like, but I feel like they'll avoid that because everybody's going to vote for teal, or they should. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, why don't you ask Jen's first question, and I'll ask Jen's second question. Okay, your fave NWHL signings so far. Um, so for those of you who aren't following women's hockey, like I follow women's hockey, um, the NWHL they all have one-year contracts regardless. So every single year, everybody becomes a free agent. But the big thing this year for both the NWHL and the CWHL is that all the Olympians are already with the national team and won't be participating in the season at all. Um, so most of the teams, especially like the Boston Pride, they got hard hit um, for their Olympians. And like they're having to like almost build from scratch. Um so I think, but there's been a lot of movement as far as like people moving around from team to team. Um, I think probably the biggest, uh, the biggest coup of the season is um, the Boston Pride signing Janine Weber away from the Riveters. That's a huge one because um, she pretty much led the Riveters in scoring for the past two years and uh, is just a crazy good forward. She's Austrian, so she has no worries about going to the Olympics. And, um, yeah, so that's that's a big one. And it's honestly shaping up like the Pride are still going to be the best team. And that's crazy, because they've they lost seven Olympians. That is crazy. Okay, question for you from Jen as well. Who will replace Julie Hemsky as the best stars-related social media follow? Well, I don't really feel like there's any replacing Julia Hemsky because she's so fucking great. Um, but the one that I know of off the top of my head that everybody should be following is Andrew Bodnerchuk, who is not Dallas Stars related, but is Texas Stars related and is great. He is a quality follow. Um, I'm a big fan of Katie as well, but I don't follow... I don't follow a lot. Post enough though. She only posts like she's very like 
once every couple of weeks kind of a poster. That's true. Julie Hemsky was like damn near every day. Ugh. And so is Andrew Bodnerchuk. Julie Hemsky knows how to manage a social media. Well, I mean, she was trying to get her business off the ground for a long time, so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another reason to hate the Canadians, right? Stole, yeah. They stole Hemsky from us. Those bastards. And his wife. And his awesome wife. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't follow a lot of, like, non-official social media unfortunately. I mean, I follow I follow a lot of, like, Instagram accounts and stuff, which is where I mostly follow Andrew Bodnerchuk and Julie Hemsky as well. But, like, I don't really either, honestly, so... You know what, actually, I'll have, here's my favorite, and it's not, like, a funny Me, one or... best stars-related social media follows. Hmm? I said, we are the best stars-related <laughs> Yes. Vaguely stars-related. Uh... I w- here's my serious answer because it's not like a, a funny account or anything like that like Julie was um, but I really love Sean Berry photos yes me too he's like the official stars photographer and he posts like behind the scenes shots sometimes and he'll post like stuff that doesn't make the cut and stuff and so it's really cool and I mean he's just fantastically talented too so like he's just yeah, a great he's, photographer he's really good I like him a lot he so. did the last two calendars mm-hmm. so and he's also, like, super in love with his wife, which is so cute. His, I don't think they're married yet. I think they're still engaged. Okay. Then... But, yeah. I, his, his girl, his wife, like, a girlfriend, fiancé, wife creature is amazing. I love her. Yeah. So, they're and super she's cute. Like, she's also a quality follow, but she doesn't, like, necessarily post a ton about the stars. And, uh, I think that's all our questions we have. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay, so we're going to sign off today with something a little bit different. So this is our shout-out for our Canadian followers. Yay, Canadian followers! Marin is going to tell us some facts she learned on her grand Canadian road trip. Yes. Well, I learned that the province of Prince Edward Island only has 140,000 year-round residents. That's... Is that, that's like less than Rhode Island. Yes, it is. <laughs> do you understand how remote Prince Edward Island is? I do not at all. <laughs> because there is one bridge that goes to Prince Edward Island that is a bridge that is eight miles long. And I would imagine in the wintertime when it is like covered in ice and snow, it is not so much fun to drive. Plus, you have to pay $46 to drive it. What? Yeah. One way is $46. Uh, the only other way to get to the island is on a ferry, and the ferry costs $37 to go. Um, so it's expensive to go on and off the island. And in the wintertime, I would imagine that it is rather fraught with peril. And there's, like, a lot of the a lot of the income of Prince Edward Island, too, as far as I can tell, is, like, wrapped up in tourism. And you're not getting a lot of tourists there in the wintertime. So there's really not really a reason to have a crap ton of stuff open. So, yeah. Anyway, the other thing I learned is that New Brunswick is entirely, like, peopled with trees. Like, the same... I I think that... I am, like... I'm, like, 99% sure that it's the same tree that they just made carbon copies of. (laughs) Because it's all the same fucking tree, right? And it's, like, forever. You're just driving down this one road forever, and there's 
the same height, the same shade, the same color, the same everything tree, 90 billion times. Also, I didn't see one cop one time the entire time I was in Canada. You, you guys have first. Them? Canada too nice to even need cops. Too nice to pull anyone over for speeding because Lord knows we did. <laughs> Can't get me, Canada, because I'm back in the U.S. now. <laughs> Maybe the cops were all just dressed up like trees and you couldn't tell them apart. Right. That's how I would camouflage myself. Yeah, for sure. Also, like, the Canadian exchange rate right now is balls awful, I know, for um, Canadians. But damn, it's really nice for Americans. (laughs) We did this entire trip, and this includes ten nights sleeping. Um, And uh, granted, some of those were in, you know, tenting sites that were like ten Canadian a night. Um, so there, we did 10 nights, all of the food, which includes a shit ton of lobster that we ate, all of the, like, uh, any of the, like, trinkets that we purchased in various places, because you better believe that I bought a lot of Anna Green Gate bullshit on PEI. <laughs> uh, all of that, we spent under $2,000 US. Wow. Right? And that includes all of the gas. That's impressive. Good job. I know. Thank you. I mean, she was also driving a Prius. So <laughs> that didn't hurt. Right. Did not hurt. But yeah, no, I was I was actually like I was very, very impressed with our ability to make it like the cheapest sand vacation I've ever been on that lasted longer than five days. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you're back. So we can podcast. I'm sad I'm back because it's so hot. Yeah, it, we didn't have the AC on here today, so I think you just need to move out of Texas. I you know, I keep saying that to my family. You know what I want to do, like, legitimately? When I got home from Canada, I started looking up, like, the price of places to live on PEI, because this is who I am now, and um, I, I went to, like, this Buy Canada website or something like that, and, like, sorted for price, and I... I First of all, could buy an entire building on PEI for $5,000, but they want you to cart it away, so obviously that one doesn't count, but I could buy, like, less than an acre of land on PEI for uh, $25,000 Canadian. Hmm. I mean, summer home... Right? This is what I'm saying. My new goal in life, and everything that I do for the rest of my life will be towards this goal, is to buy a place on PEI that I head to as soon as, like, May 15th hits, and I don't come back until October 1st. That sounds fun. You should do that, and then I'll come visit you. And, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, by the time I'm actually able to do this, all of my nibblings will be old enough that I can be like, hey, if you miss me over the summertime, just come visit. (laughs) Here's your solution. You can just come see me. That sounds like a good solution. Thanks. I'm really excited about this plan. I am so invested in making it happen. If anybody can do it, you can do it. Oh, thanks, friends. That's nice. Well, that's all we've got for you today. Yeah, that was a fun podcast. <laughs> uh, if I do say so myself. Which you do. And I did. Uh, I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at classlicity i'm marin you can find me on twitter at marinish you can find our official twitter at Depart hockey and if you want to have a longer question 
You can email us at departhockey at gmail.com. You can also find our official Tumblr at departhockey.tumblr.com and our website at departhockey.wordpress.com. Bye. Bye. I want to smell like maple leaves year-round.